So we are now uh, two days away, three days, yeah, two days away from the election, a supposed election of 2020. Cool. And yeah, the coup attempt at least. Uh, this is one of the most disturbing moments. We knew that there was going to be shenanigans, but now we know for sure that the Democrats will do anything to stop this president. And I say it on my Sunday show, every single Sunday. I compare, you know, that, that, you know unlike the Democrats, uh, unlike the, uh, what, what do I say? I, I say, unlike a certain party no longer an occupying in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, yeah. D.C. And then I say, and which party will stop at nothing to stop this president? Nothing. And... In the, in the early days, uh, you know, I thought, okay, maybe I'm being a little cheeky here. But then it became more and more clear as the Russian collusion madness wore on that there was no hyperbole going on. They will stop at nothing. They will commit any fraud. You mean no hyperbole by you. You were not exaggerating yeah. the level of evil and deceit these people would engage in to, to win at all costs. That's exactly what it is. And, and, you know, we have a lot of Democrats listening to this podcast, and they chime in uh, quite a bit. And, and I got to tell you, uh, a lot of these Democrats are now beginning to see a little bit. They, they don't necessarily fully agree with, with our position, but they're beginning to see what we are saying. And now Democrats seeing what's happening, that the bizarre behavior that has happened on election night, it was around, what, 9 o'clock, 9.30 in California time, that is. I guess it was around midnight Eastern time that they kind of shut down the process. Every, the momentum was going so well for Trump. No, but the counting, for some reason, these people who are working so hard to count every vote suddenly can't find any votes to count. Yeah. They tell us, oh, we have all these ballots outstanding. They're sitting right here. Oh, it's time for a coffee break. Time for a cigarette break. Time for lunch. Yeah. yeah and suddenly... The numbers, like in Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, stop moving. It, with Trump ahead by tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of votes. It was very bizarre and very disturbing. Look, so let's, let's go through, first of all, to, to explain the shenanigans. Let's understand something, and I want, I want this to be crystal clear. The Democrats do not believe in democracy. They just don't. And, and that's a big, bold, broad statement. I they understand that. They believe in democracy only as long as they win. Right. <laughs> then, then democracy has succeeded, right? Yes. Okay. They, they don't believe in democracy because for, for a number of reasons, whether you want to call it socialist or not, it doesn't matter. Their belief in big government is so paramount and is so overriding of everything that they believe so whether it's the, the bullet train, for example, or Obamacare, even better example, or some sort of massive government regulation, they, you can't have it that you impose this massive government regulation like Obamacare, and then, you know, the next two, two years later, because it's congressional elections, right, in the off uh, presidential election years, where you can undo whatever proposals, big, broad proposals you you offer the preceding two years. And that they can't abide. So look what happened to Obamacare, right? They, they ramrodded this Obamacare thing where it was strictly on party lines, uh, overhauling our entire health care system. 
And they, they pat themselves, they patted themselves on the back so dramatically. And then for the next, uh, they were so surprised that we wanted to, to undo it. And then two years started, later, they started losing elections that they didn't like to lose. Right. And they were so surprised. Oh, we do something that people don't like and then we lose. Well, we can't have that. So that's what you mean by they don't like democracy. And if you turned it around, if they were the party of small government and low taxes, and let's just make the argument the other way, just so you know what we're talking about here. If they passed a very unpopular tax cut of some sort, even if we liked it, that was unpopular for whatever reason. And then they lost an election in its wake. They'd complain about that too, right. and have it because they never figure out a way of doing what's popular. They figure out a way of not losing elections through hook or crook. Right. That's that's what their yeah, party is. But let's let's get. I don't want to get too much into the weeds on that. Um, what I am saying is that they generally don't like democracy. They they claim to like it, but look at what's what ha- what, what is happening right now. With these elections, we now, and we're going to go through the shenanigans in a moment, through one R.A. David, who's going to list them all for us. But they don't say, not one of them has said on CNN, MSNBC, or any of my my Democrat friends, my strong Democrat friends, has said, you know, these these ballots, you know, what are you talking about? The numbers don't lie. You know, uh, it's a question of math. And, And we're saying, till our faces are blue, these are, it's a difference between ballots and valid votes. Uh, ballots could be of dead people, and we're going to be talking about ballots that too. Be, ballot, a ballot is a piece of paper. Right, that's, that's all, all it is. That's all it is. So, so, and when there is massive evidence of fraud going on, they are quiet on that. They are totally silent. And like, likewise with Hunter Biden, right, with, with all that yeah, happened there. Yeah, them it just never happens. It's just rush inclusion. Notice when they win in a strange and, and uh, suspicious way, they, uh, where's Russia now? Where's yeah. China now? I'm sure China was colluding for them on this. Okay. But where's China? I mean, they never even, they just ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. And then they tell any of us who raise the issue, that's not happening, that's fake news. Yep, you're, that's- you're dreaming, you're delusional, you're on drugs. Are you on drugs? <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, th- that is the point, is that they, they are quiet on the issue of uh, these ballots. If, if you really love democracy, this is my point. If you love democracy, then you should be just as angry about the uh, ballot harvesting in, in 2018, ballot harvesting that's happening right now, the fake ballots that are being dumped in Wisconsin and Michigan, uh, and the, the shenanigans that are happening in Arizona. You should be very angry at that and say, listen, Democracy is more important than my man winning. Yeah. Right? I mean, isn't that fair? That's, that's the golden rule of American politics that keeps the country together. And to understand what fire Democrats are playing with here, and I'm not threatening anyone. I'm just mentioning the absolute fact. The reason we don't come to shooting to determine who our leaders is, like excuse the French, third world shitholes do, is because kind of like how people believe money is valuable so they trust it. Right, money's accepted because money's accepted. Right, we trust our elections because we trust our elections. And if enough people stop trusting our elections, those people are gonna start seeking power through other means. And those alternative means are never good. Right, it opens the door to like, okay, whatever, whatever it takes. They've got a, a whatever it takes attitude, uh, then the Republicans are gonna have a whatever it takes attitude. Do you really want that? That, that is the slow descent into hell. 
Okay, that's a slow descent into a banana republic and dictatorship and, and fascism for that matter. So we got to be very careful here. And you must love, your love of democracy has to trump, pardon the pun, your love of democracy has to trump your love for your man. That's it. Or for love, love for your party. It's, it's never good that you think in the short term and not understand the long-term consequences of it. It's very dangerous. To, to putting aside the fact that if Biden wins and we rush through this and somehow a uh, military comes and forces Trump out of the White House, even though things are very clear that Trump won, let's say, uh, then you have to deal with the fact that more than half the country, because it is more than half the country, are, are feeling that they have a fraud in the White House and they will not deal with him. They will not accept him. I know that I wouldn't if, uh, if I feel strongly that the ballots have been tampered with. Okay, right. so, so let, let, let's go in through. In other words, it just leads to a bunch of bad stuff that we don't even need to discuss here because it's not the issue du jour, but just let's leave it at that. If democracy isn't followed and respected by everyone in this game to at least enough of an extent, things that will eventually happen are so bad they become what they used to say when, when discussing nuclear war. The word is unthinkable. Yes. So we, we are in, in terms of the unthinkable. Um, here's what, what I'm concerned about. Uh, we, we talked about how the party, the Democrat Party, will stop at nothing to stop this president. And we talked about, I think just even last week, yeah, we did talk last week. We, we said, why would they not weaponize the polling? Right? They've weaponized the media, they weaponized entertainment, they weaponized uh, you know, social media. Education. They, they've weaponized education, uh, they weaponized everything you can think of. And then we're supposed to believe that they wouldn't weaponize the polling? But sure enough, we were right, weren't we? They made it seem as if you know, this was a runaway for Biden. That's how, how successful he's going to be. He was at one point, I mean, on the day of the election, November 3rd, he was officially eight points ahead over Donald J. Trump, even with their... In Ohio, I think, right? No, no, na nationwide. 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 Yeah. And uh, they, they argued this is going to be a runaway train. This is going to be a total landslide. And even with their fake votes, uh, the popular vote goes to Biden only by, by less than 2%. By a couple of votes here and there in a couple of states with incredible weird irregularities. Yes. I, and most of the popular vote delta is all in one state, California, which has its own set of issues and a proportionally gigantic population to all the other states to the point where it's almost its own country. I agree. Okay, so that, that is one example. And then you have... Uh, so many of these different states, Florida included, where they were just wildly wrong. We now know that they weaponized it. Okay, it's, let's, let's be grown-ups about this, okay? You, you can't, I mean, it's like the liar who always lies. We, we say that in, in my firm, right? Liars always lie, cheaters always cheat, lazy people are always lazy. You can bank on human behavior. But if you treat the Democrat Party, or any party for that matter, in the same way that you would, you know, ascribe a personality to it, like and the a scorpion or a snake. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. It'll bite you. That's what they, you know, snakes are going to do what they do. Okay, scorpions are going to do what they do. Bunnies are going are to hop, okay? <laughs> All right? 
Um, and and bears are going to grovel for uh, for honey and things like that. You get the idea. And bears will rut r- through your garbage. Right, exactly right. Yeah. And 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 rats will will go through the vermin. And you, everything is is clear here. Okay, <laughs> the, the Democrats, they their policy is do what's necessary. Okay, they're scrappy, and, and that's not and not in a good sense. They will hustle, and they will cheat to do whatever they can to get their agenda through. Well, I think I think even more clearly you can say it. They will do whatever it takes to gain power and then to keep it. And they don't really have an agenda. The agenda is always part and parcel of acquisition and keeping power, right? Because, you know, a perfect example, it was always the uh, the immigration issue. They were foreclosed borders before they were. Yeah, okay, so you, you know, so I'll take the you, principle is never there. I'll take you one step further because I, I agree with your concept. But it reminds me of one of my dad's cartoons. Uh, he was a political cartoonist, I told you. He was actually the most dedicated political cartoonist in the world. Uh, there's never been somebody as uh, successful as he has been as a political cartoonist. Now, um, what I find very interesting is the following cartoon because it applies so well. Imagine, if you will, uh, you know, uh, in this case, it would be, the de- he would draw a cartoon and the, I, I could guess, I, I'm channeling my inner Renan Lurie, okay? Uh, you see the people, the Democrats, the Americans, generally speaking, and they're all on puppet strings for this one guy. And it's a Democrat party puppeteering them, right? And with all strings. And, and the, the uh, Democrat party looks all maniacal and kind of like devious and such. But above him is another puppeteer. And that is men like George Soros, right? Who are actually puppeteering the whole thing exploiting the Democrat Party for an ultimate goal of bringing this country closer to socialism and undermining democracy, generally speaking. So even those people in the Democrat Party who think that this is all a question of just manipulating people and getting power, that that is their agenda, that's not really the full agenda. The full agenda is undermining America itself, okay? And and through that power, of course. Now, let me move on because I don't want to, again, drill down. Here's the thing. This is the party... What Brangya, and I want to use that phrase, here's the party, What Brangya, the Russian collusion, which with no evidence whatsoever, even their own man, Mueller, said, we have no evidence of it. It's just not there. But he didn't say, for example, we have this and that, but it doesn't rise to the level sufficiently of some sort of, uh, you know, beyond, beyond a certain point where you can say that this is clear and compelling evidence, okay? He said there was zero evidence. And, and the Democrat Party was very frustrated. They, they could not believe that this was happening, and they were angry, super-duper angry about it. Well, you would think that they would be thrilled that, pre- that there was no evidence of their, of their government engaging in some sort of mad conspiracy, a treasonous conspiracy, no less, against the American people, working with the Russians. You would think that they would be happy that their president was not a traitor to the country. But no. They wanted evidence that he was a traitor because they wanted him down. And likewise, with the impeachment, right, where there was no evidence at all of the, uh, you know, some sort of collusion with Ukraine, when in fact the reverse was happening. Uh, it, 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 and the Stormy Daniels nonsense, that nothing came to fruition about that. Yeah. The, the taxes issue, nothing came to fruition about that. Um, you, you, we, we can go through over and over again with the, the, the attacks that they were trying to throw at him with no evidence whatsoever. And 
And they would do it, and then they would just say, okay, this is the latest scandal du jour, and they, they were certain this is the beginning of the end of Donald J. Trump. And it never happened because there was nothing there in the first place. And this is also the party what brought you the FISA warrant, right? Which, you know, started off the Russian collusion thing in the first place. But they invented a dossier, a folder of information that was completely fabricated. This is the party that, that, that swore about insurance. They have a, an insurance program to undo this president because, you know, uh, we can't have him in power. So we have to lie about what he didn't do. This is the kind of party. This is the kind of people that, that are capable of committing mass fraud. And then they, they, then they get so bothered that you accuse them of mass fraud. I, I mean, a liar always lies. And if somebody lied to me on a, on a material level, even a small level for that, but, but here, a very material level. And then when they, they, they announce something that is very bizarre, and I say, well, I think you might be lying. And then I'll say, well, do you blame me for thinking that you're lying? I, I, I have at least one eyebrow up, maybe, maybe two eyebrows up. In fact, I have three eyebrows up between Ari and I, right? I mean, it's, you, you, what do you think we're thinking? You guys are liars. You guys fabricate things. And here we are in the election of 2020, and you, you dare claim, how can you accuse us of, of a conspiracy or, or of faking, fabricating ballots in, the state, you know, in some important states like this? How, I, my, my reputation is being wounded here. How can you say that? You know how, how we can say that? Because you've cheated before. And because you've been lying about everything this year, even if it doesn't have to do with Trump. Okay, all the lies about COVID-19. Hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. Masks do. We don't know where it comes from. China, why would you ever say it comes from China? Uh, the closure of schools. The school closures will only last uh, a week. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Two weeks to slow the spread. Two months to slow the spread. Only until May. Only until June. Only until July 4th. Well, you know, only until Halloween. Don't worry, schools will open after the election. No, schools need to stay closed until January. No, you know what? Schools need to stay closed until next August. Don't worry, the teachers union will come back to school as long as they defund the police. At a certain point, we say bull fucking shit. Right. We're at war so I can say that. Right. Okay? Well, and, so and then, fuck and then, you. And, then, and then, they, then they say that there are no riots happening. Antifa is... Is just, a, just an ideology, and uh, it's most peaceful protest, and then they don't condemn the protest, now they do. Uh, they, no, we never said defund the police, now we do say uh, defund the police, now we say that's not a good idea. Anyway, they're all over the map. Nobody believes them. Yeah, they create this, this year of chaos, this point where more people are more scared in greater numbers at, at one time than ever before in modern recent American history, more scared than the days after September 11th, and they dare mess with an election like this, uh, not understanding how frayed and dangerous of a situation this could be for our country? They have undermined every single uh, issue that has come up. They've weaponized every single issue. They've weaponized every fabric, a part of the fabric of our society, like we said before, the entertainment, sports, media, social media, <coughs> education, and so on. Everything that can be weaponized, they have weaponized. And the polling, of course. And now to think that they wouldn't try with this last, last gasp to manipulate the election. And the way that it happened on Tuesday night, November 3rd, where all of a sudden everything stopped. 
something very funky was going on. We all know it. And now they're doing it. Okay, so we'll get to that. This is the party what brought you all those things. Okay, and now we're expected to just simply say, well, we trust you in counting the votes. We trust you in, in understanding that there has to be free and fair elections and every vote is counting and, and dead people are not voting and nobody's dumping a huge amounts of ballots everywhere. And democracy is messy, don't you know? I just want to say one thing before going, this is not jumping the gun into the next thing. Yeah. But after several hours of all that stuff stopping, Trump goes on TV at 11.30 Pacific time, 2.30 in the morning on November 4th now, East Coast time, and says... We're very concerned that everything stopped. We have huge leads. There is no reason why we shouldn't win. We're just concerned that this is starting to look strange. And I don't want a big dump of ballots to suddenly come up at 4 in the morning, an hour from now, and, and change everything that we have no control of. Yeah, exactly. Okay? And, and that's I'm, exactly I'm not, what happened. I'm not getting to that yet. I want to make one more statement about what happened right after that speech, because I watched it on CNN. On CNN... In, and I taped this on my home DVR, in the moment of, I think, the greatest irony ever, Dana Bash and Jake Tapper go on the air and respond to Trump's outrageousness for saying such things. And Dana Bash says, and I quote, you know, this is a very dangerous situation because there's people out there who believe every word that the president says. With a straight face, a person on CNN says this. And I yelled at the TV, hey, bitch. Excuse my French, but there's people who watch CNN who believe every word you say, yeah, and it's many more people, and they're many more times dangerous than anyone who listens to Trump. All right, so so, and that was before the curve got flattened, and we'll get to that, I'm sure, in a minute. All right, we're, let, let's get to that because I want to talk about the numerous items of concern because we've talked to, we've talked so far in generalities to say, oh, looks like that there's some monkey business going on, and. You know, Democrats listening to this, uh, lefties listening to this will say, well, you know, you guys look like you're just, uh, you know, engaging in, or, or preparing yourself for sour grapes. They're such and, angry white men. Right? Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. But the point is that they're, they're going to say, well, let's, let's get into specifics now because I don't want to just simply say, well, I don't like the outcome and therefore we're accusing the Democrats of fraud. On the contrary, there are specifics. And when I, let's start off with the one that I first mentioned and that Trump uh, you know, was concerned about it. And it's exactly what happened. The first one being that they dumped uh, 168,000 uh, ballots in some state, I forget, Wisconsin? Michigan or? and Wisconsin. Michigan and Wisconsin. got a dump basically at the same time at four in the morning with the statistical impossibility of all being for Biden. All right, so more. All at once. Yeah, so more than 300,000 ballots in two separate states suddenly whipping up the frenzy into the Biden camp. Uh, that's just one example. But that's huge enough, by yeah, the way. in the middle of the night so that people would wake up and go, oh, my God, Joe won. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, people had all gone to sleep and said, well, this is great news, honey. Look at what's happening. All right. So let's talk about other things that are happening. Uh, go ahead. Okay. A few things. The vote, for some reason, stops in Georgia. And now Georgia is sending, which is the least suspicious of all of them. Trump has a, a lead, I think, of four points. But now Georgia is saying, you know what? We need to go in and have Democrats correct their ballots. Huh? <laughs> okay, I'll just leave it at that. North Carolina, Trump is leading by a small percentage, but almost all the vote is totally in. But suddenly North Carolina out of the blue says, um, we're not going to release any results until the 12th. 
Yeah, that okay? was weird. Because as if they need to count 2% of the remaining vote or whatever it is that is remaining over a, a nine-day period. Let's move to Pennsylvania, where Trump has the biggest of the leads, something like half a million votes, 600,000 votes, and suddenly the, vote, the count just stopped at around 65% and didn't budge and didn't budge and didn't budge until morning when suddenly all these votes from Philadelphia start showing up and they kick Trump poll watchers out of the Philadelphia poll, poll watching precincts. Yeah. Very strange. Arizona is the in some ways the worst of them all because Fox News decided to call Arizona with no information on it whatsoever while two things were happening. First of all, votes were not being counted from the Trump-friendly counties, and Trump-friendly precincts were issued the wrong kind of markup tool to mark up ballots that was getting ballots invalidated. For those of you who think that's not a real thing, there's multiple videos out there showing it, and the Attorney General of Arizona is investigating, okay? And normally law enforcement does not get involved with, with election shenanigans. Normally it's like, oh, fix it yourself. But he's actually investigating. And then we get to the three big ones. Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Minnesota was called... And they apparently did, there's been a lot of ballot harvesting shenanigans like the James O'Keefe, Project Veritas tapes, et cetera, over the last few weeks. But Minnesota strangely just went to Biden. It looked less suspicious than the other two, which I'll get to in a second. But it seems that Minnesota also had a massive ballot dump out of Minneapolis of all Biden votes. Now, I don't care what the voter registration ratios are in a given area. There's always a few votes for the other guy because voters occasionally make a mistake and mark the wrong place on a ballot or touch the wrong button. It's just statistically impossible to have 100,000 pieces of paper or documents come through <coughs> and none of them have any flaws in them. Yeah, they had right? no, but they had, they had no time to it. You know, it's like, in fact, I published one of my books and uh, you know, I can't check it for spelling errors, you know, because by golly, the deadline is midnight and I better get this in. Yeah, it's the same thing, right? Is I mean, it's, I'm kind of joking around, but a hundred thousand ballots. We have no time to make it look legit. Yeah, that's in, the point. In other words, no one has ever submitted a book to a publisher with not one typo in it. There's <clears> always <throat> a comma out of place, a the that's spelled T H. You know, there's always something. And for it to just be uniformly all for one guy, hmm, strange. Then we get to the two big ones. Michigan and Minnesota, Michigan and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. In Wisconsin, all at once, the aforementioned, and I said this joke that Democrats have finally found a way to flatten the curve because in both states, the curve on the ballot suddenly flattened at four in the morning in both states as people were witnessed witnessed vans driving up to polling places and unloading boxes of ballots or boxes of something, and then suddenly the vote total goes like this. Yeah. In Michigan, an interesting thing happened. There's a guy named John James who's running for Senate. He's a Republican. He was in the lead. By far. By far. Now listen, Trump's lead <laughs> evaporated at that 4 a.m. ballot dump, but John James's didn't, which means the ballots were only marked for Trump, Biden. Nowhere on the down ticket did they bother marking them, meaning they, it was a rush job. They needed 100,000 ballots. They printed them really quickly, got them over there for counting. Ironically, John James lost his lead 
yesterday where they finally found a way of for, forging ballots for his opponent, Gary Peters. Right. Okay, that went at the same direction, the same number. He has almost the same number of votes as Trump did because people voting for Trump also voted for James. Yeah. But for some reason, Trump lost the lead Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. James lost the lead Wednesday night into Thursday morning. Right. You know, by about the same <laughs> ratios. Probably when the investigators get in there, they'll find a whole bunch of ballots were marked just for for Biden, and then they'll find a whole bunch of ballots just marked for Peters. That should immediately be disqualified because Democrats will say, well, the person was very passionate. They only voted for one. They really wanted that one guy. No. When a voter votes, they vote for everything on the list. You know, I mean, come on. Don't, don't, don't piss on, piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. raining. Right. And then, uh, so, in... In Wisconsin, you have another piece of corroborating evidence showing the massive fraud, which is this. 90% turnout, which is impossible. On a good year, it's in the 60s for the number of registered right, voters right, to vote. Good, yeah. That's number one. And number two, the number of votes that have come in now exceed the number of registered voters by something like two or 300,000. Final point on all of this is the following. In which state, by the way? Was that was that? Wisconsin. Okay. The, and this is the final point that summarizes all of this. I will stipulate, as a conservative, that Barack Obama running in 2008 was a media and cultural sensation. And he got an awful lot of votes. Right. Fair is fair. And he won. he won. Okay. And our candidate, John mm -hmm. McCain, sucked. Right. Okay. Right. And I understand why Barack Obama won that election, and Barack Obama got a heck of a lot of votes for a lot of reasons. Can we stipulate? No, no, this is my point. Don't interrupt. This is a really important. This is <laughs> no, no, really no. Hold important. on. No, no. We have to stipulate. You cannot say Barack Obama. Just Obama. Go. Okay. Barack Hussein Obama. Okay. No. Okay. Fine. Obama. Don't seriously. Don't leave my train <laughs> of thought here. This is really important. John McCain ran a campaign from a base, I mean, John, Joe Biden ran a campaign from a basement. See, you're interrupting my train of thought. I want to make sure I get this absolutely clear. Joe Biden ran a campaign from a basement, and there was absolutely no enthusiasm, even in deep blue places like L.A., in West Los Angeles, <clears throat> as far as lack of signs, lack of bumper stickers, everything. Right, we, we talked about But that. somehow, nationwide, Joe Biden has now gotten more total votes than Barack Obama did in 2008. I get it. I, I don't don't it, tell me that doesn't stink to high effing heaven. Right. Even with the votes just for, for Donald Trump, which were the record high of all history. Now, now Biden, Biden, this guy, the basement Biden, he tops that? He has that no, kind sir. of enthusiasm? Yeah, no that way. That kind of turnout? And, by, and so what my summary on this is, is it's not just the blatant cheating in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, shenanigans in Florida, weird stuff in Pennsylvania, and some oddities in North Carolina, and some pure incompetence in Georgia. What it tells me is there is a nationwide ballot fraud machine the Democrats are running out of their blue states that is ubiquitous. There's a reason why, no matter how bad the Democrat policy ideas and results are <laughs> in a California, New York, or Illinois, why we never win. And then stranger still, 
even in, in a state like Massachusetts and Maryland, which currently have, even in an election that went against the Republicans in 2018, elected Repu moderate Republican governors, even those states, the Republican choice, Trump, with all of his enthusiasm, didn't even come close, which tells me, again, and I'm stating it for the record, officially, beyond any shadow of a doubt, massive voter fraud. Yes, all right. It is massive. Mic drop, there. <laughs> I need a nap. That is, that is the point. And there are two other things that I want to bring up, one of which is not yet verified, but it's a, it's a possibility. And I put that only as a possibility because everything that Ari just talked about <laughs> is enough, right? Especially the fact that there are more people voting than there are registered voters in Wisconsin and possibly in Michigan. And even if it was 90%, I think, in one of the states, that's absurd. It, it doesn't work that way, even in a very... Um, uh, agitated election cycle as it is today. Okay? And especially it, 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 with automatic uh, registration and sending out ballots to so many people the okay, way the mail so, voters... So, all right, all right. Someone's going to forget okay. to show up. So, listen, let me go with my flow now, okay? The point is that it doesn't make sense. All of this does, just does not make sense. So, two other things that come to mind. And, and, and like I said, the things that Ari said is wildly enough. If any one of them is true, which now we know the evidence is true, you, you can see the graphs. We know the timing of this massive 168,000 or 300,000 ballots, and more than 300,000 uh, ballots in Michigan and Wisconsin at approximately three o'clock or four o'clock in the, in the morning. At the same time, in the yeah, same way. Th that alone yeah. is enough to invalidate the, uh, any election of Joe Biden, right? So putting that aside, there are two other things. One is that it looks like the Michigan Secretary of State has, uh, you know, as of uh, just, just this morning, go ahead and, and pull it up. The Secretary of State for Michigan uh, has counted the votes. It's clear that Trump is way ahead of Biden. On their official On site. On their official I have site. It right here. Yeah, read this it. This is. Just, okay. just say the numbers. I, I'm just telling you, this is from 11:20 uh, uh, p.m. Uh, on the third. <clears throat> Trump is up by over uh, 173,000 votes. With I'll tell you how much of the percentage has been counted at this point. I think that's right here. 81 of 83 counties in. Okay, but okay. What, about, what about as of now? Don't they have a... a uh, this was a screenshot of that. Uh, let me no, see. Let's go to the website. I have the website right here. Um, right now, uh, with 82 of 83 counties in, Biden's up by 150,000 votes. All right, so you see, folks, you see what's going on here. That 168,000 or so votes that came in at 3 o'clock in the morning, that... It, 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 they were waiting for to how get their to, to get, yeah, to get yeah. their delta. It, it, this is so brazen, my friends. It's, it's just shocking to the conscience. So we're going to fight this one. Um, secondly, way, wanna, uh, secondly, okay. secondly, and because we need to wrap this yeah. up, all right. Uh, the, the other thing is this, and this is not yet confirmed, but it's interesting. Uh, there's rumors now to the effect that the DHS... Department of Homeland Security has tagged certain ballots. They, in the same way that the, the police might uh, put some sort of die on money, cash, yeah, to, or marked bills, mar marked bills, just to see. Bills, yeah. yeah. So as soon as somebody somebody uses the money, well, by golly, there you go. Uh, 
and then they can cash some of these here. That's what they did with some of these ballots. And God willing, they did, they did this because then we'll know uh, even more dramatically that this was tainted. So it shouldn't have to be, get to that point. We don't need that to, to prove it, but that is smart. If somebody anticipated that ahead of time, great. The question is how they did that. What was the, what was the, um, what, the, uh, what are you, the sting? How did the sting look like? Yeah, and how did they, the, the difficulty in doing that is how do you get into the county and the state <clears throat> system and for be allowed it? Because uh, states administer <clears throat> elections and counties run elections. So each county kind of has its own ballot. You know yeah. what I mean? So hopefully it was done, but, but that's one of the ways that Democrats steal this stuff because they control the city, they control the county, they control the county machinery, and then they control the Secretary of State's office in a given state so that possession and the chain of custody of all the paper, if you will, is very difficult to, for like a, a DHS to get in there and do without right. some operatives on the Democrat side mucking it up. Should be very interesting. Uh, look, uh, Trump has a very clever campaign. He's very smart. I, I, what I love about this, this is the way I want to wrap it up. I know that Trump will fight. I know that Trump loves the American people. He knows that his mission still carries on. Uh, I want Trump to win. There's no doubt about that. I want him to win fairly. Uh, <clears throat> and if the votes are for Trump, truly for, for uh, sorry, for Biden, if they are truly for Biden, after all the shenanigans are cleaned up and everything else, and we know that, that the votes were really there, then so be it. I would have trouble believing it, given the enthusiasm that there was for Trump, given the lies that, that we saw throughout these past four years, and the, the ability of the Democrat Party to do, literally do anything to get their way, considering all the Hail Marys of, of COVID-19 and the riots and everything else, and the mail-in ballots, I'd still be very surprised, but it's possible. But I got a feeling that we are going to win this election. I, 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 I don't understand how we could have such momentum up to whatever was our time in California, 10 or 10.30 in the evening, and then suddenly stop. Everything stopped. It was weird, too weird, and it smelled to high heaven. For that reason, for that reason, I urge all of us to fight. Give, them, give money as you need to to the Trump Defense Fund on this because our country is worth it. Okay, we cannot let this Biden character go in uh, and, and declare victory for him when we know that these were uh, tainted ballots. We know it. And until proven otherwise, until it's, it's shown that these 300,000 ballots plus were somehow uh, a fake story, until we know that, until you can demonstrate that these are really actual people that actually voted in Michigan and Wisconsin, I say we fight, fight, fight. I'm not going to take it on the faith of these these Democrats. No way, no how, at no time. All right, my friends. Brock Lurie signing off. God bless. And we'll talk with you next week.